Chiefs made it interesting, that's for sure. They trailed the Cleveland Browns by two scores in the fourth quarter, but rallied to win 33-29 Sunday at Arrowhead Stadium in the season opener. It was amazing, really. Patrick Mahomes' 75-yard touchdown pass to Tyreek Hill. Chris Jones' excellent play in the second half and that drop punt that led to the second Mahomes to Kelsey touchdown pass. All led to the stirring victory that we talked about after the game on Sportsbeat KC with Sam Mellinger, Vahe Gregorian, Herbie Teope, and Sam McDowell. It's now presented as a Sportsbeat KC podcast. On today's show, you'll also hear from Andy Reid and Mahomes. So let's just jump right into it. We've got a heck of a game to talk about. So Chiefs win it 33-29. I had somebody send me uh, an, an email today saying that when the Browns made it 29-20 to in the fourth quarter, Cleveland had an 86.9% chance of winning the game. That the Browns didn't win the game says something about the Browns, but I think it says more about the Chiefs. Melly, let, let's start with you. Um, what did the, what did the Chiefs show us in a um, in an opening game victory today? I thought the Browns panicked, and I feel like the Chiefs made them panic. <laughs> you know, um, I, it, that game just felt like, and they're not the first team um, to do it against the Chiefs, but like it just felt like the the Browns controlled that game. Uh, you know, right up until that fumble, but it just it felt to me like both sides knew one mistake and and it was on and and Chubb's fumble was that one mistake I know they went got if I have the sequencing right Chiefs turned that into a field goal um and, and then the Browns answered the cream hunt touchdown where he jumped into the stands for a second uh, a lot of middle fingers on that replay I noticed and uh but then the next play after the cream hunt touchdown was the Tyreek touchdown and at that moment the Chiefs still trail by two right but at that moment, like, I, I don't know about you guys, but I'd stopped any sense in any of the files I was working on that the Chiefs were going to lose this game. And they were still down two points uh, in the fourth quarter. There's just they, they do it so fast and and they know it and and whoever they're playing was it. And I just feel like it puts this additional pressure on the opponent that they've got to play perfectly. The next snap after the the 75 yard Mahomes to Tyreek Hill pass was the, uh, the the Chris Jones sack of Baker Mayfield, yeah. which continued the momentum uh, of uh, you know of the game, and of course that was the possession that ended in the dropped punt. What a play by the uh, by the Cleveland punter. Andy Reid said he thought the, the the Arrowhead crowd noise may have affected that after the game. We sit up high in the press box. I have no idea if anybody was at the game. Uh, and, and, uh, and, and are joining us on, on in the comments section. Please let us know if, if that's what you thought. I just, I just thought it was a big choke job <laughs> at, that, at that point by Cleveland. Vahe, what did uh, you end up writing about? Well, Blair, to your point on that, I felt like it was a couple things at once. I, we couldn't quite hear the noise in the press box the way you would outside, but also that sense of the, uh, the flipping of the script had already started and it just sort of was like a word I just typed was like cascading down, right? All this stuff just all of a sudden wham. Um, so I'm just kind of writing about how that really the chiefs chiefs took the Browns best shot. The chiefs showed themselves to be vulnerable. The chiefs won. 
that has sort of been a theme of the last year. I was looking this number up. I think we all know it. Um, last year they won uh, nine games, including in the playoffs, by six points or fewer. Uh, I think the idea was to get a little more buffer zone this year. But I do believe the Browns are one of the teams that um, the Chiefs will face again. Um, certainly they have the potential to be that, and uh, that that makes this a, a, a pretty – pretty nice victory especially without Tyron Matthew and Frank Clark right so uh, both were on the inactive list uh, before the game Herbie what tell us a little bit more about the injuries and 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 why Tyron and Frank Clark didn't play I think um, Andy Reid said it best and we kind of knew this coming into this game uh, you know Matthew had missed practice since landing on the reserve COVID list on September the 1st, he wasn't activated until Saturday. And then all through the week, you know, the, the question was, can he, is he the kind of player that can play without practice? Uh, I think Steve Spagnuolo said it best on Thursday that you know, they, they would be smart about it. And Andy Reid accepted the responsibility and said, hey, that call was on me. You know, I, I didn't want to take any step back because he has missed time. With Frank Clark, Andy Reid said he, he tried to give the go during pregame warmups, but they decided not to. And, and Frank Clark has been dealing with that hamstring issue, uh, I think, since the last week of training camp. Uh, and then, you know, we haven't talked to him in a while, so we, we don't know what, how he's feeling about that hamstring. Okay. Um, and did anything come out of the game? Hitchens, I think. Uh, yeah, Hitchens, Hitchens had the right, yeah, a right elbow injury, but he only he spent the brief minute or two on the sideline as head athletic trainer uh, Rick Burkholder and one of the staff members looked at that elbow and they deemed him um, he was okay to come back in the game. So he was only out for a couple of plays. Okay. And Sam Mack, Mel Melly mentioned it earlier, but let's go into it a little, little more with a little more detail. The seventy-five yard pass from Patrick Mahomes to Tyreek Hill that. <laughs> you know, we've seen it before. It's, it's not Patrick Mahomes has thrown long touchdown passes to Tyreek Hill, uh, but this one came at a moment when it was desperately needed, right? The Chiefs were down not, what, 29 to 20. The Browns had just scored to regain a two-score lead with, what, 10 minutes to go, a little bit over 10 minutes to go in the game, and take us through the play and what, uh, what Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill said about it. Yeah, I think we learned a couple extra things about the play just talking to those guys. The first is that um, Tyree Kill was the third read on that play. Um, so Mahomes wants to go to Travis Kelsey, and he's not open. He wants to go to Michael Hardman, and he's not open. So then he decides he's got to scramble and create some extra time. And he, he finds Tyree Kill. Actually, he does not find Tyree Kill. He finds Tyree Kill's hand in the air, and that's it. Um, he said that's all he sees, and he actually told Tyree Kill that story in the locker room after the game that I just saw your little hand in the air, um, to which I think Tyreek just said, come on, man. Um, but that was enough for him to think I, I can throw this ball. And, you know, I, I think it, that, that play sort of encapsulates what's always been underrated about Tyree Kill, which is he's really good at adjusting the ball to the ball after it's thrown. And Mahomes said he thinks that's his best quality outside of his speed. Um, I, I think so, too. You know, we, we talked about that on here. We talked about that in the Tampa Bay game last year. He made a couple of catches that, you know, a lot of people probably don't think he'd make because he's generously listed at five foot ten. He's probably about five foot eight. Um, but, you know, he, he's really good at stopping on a dime. And if a defensive back has already lost a step on him and has to try and run full speed to catch up, he can't do it. It's, it's too late for him to, to stop along with Tyree Dill. So, um, but you know, obviously, the, the, the key play and probably the signature moment of, of the game out here. 
So there's something about wearing those yellow gloves. Um, the, 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 the gloves that Tyreek Hill wears that actually have the peace sign embossed on them. So when he was running into the end zone, all he did was hold up his hand like that. And, um, and, and that showed the peace sign. So, so Tyreek Hill did not get penalized for, for taunting. And I don't believe he flipped into the end zone, but just did a, just a little twirl, right? little walk. Uh, I don't know exactly what it was. A little pirouette. Really, <laughs> really, really fired up, though, he said, with an extra word in there that I left it out. <laughs> yes. so Darn fired up. Yep, yep. Uh, but everybody else heard it if it was a live uh, post-game broadcast. So. <laughs> um, hey, let's do this. Let's uh, let's stop and hear from Andy Reid. Here's what Andy Reid had to say in the uh, in the post-game. Some of his early comments after the Chiefs' 33-29 victory. Listen, uh, what a game! I mean, it was uh, my hat goes off uh, to. You know, to the Cleveland Browns. I mean, they uh, Kevin's done a tremendous job with that football team, and I mean, it was just a heck of a game. The fans, our fans, were unbelievable. I mean, we we let them out of the cage. I mean, it was they they were wild, and uh, I loved uh, loved every minute of it. And you know, it made it made a difference when you can get a punter to drop a ball. That's that's pretty good by your, by your fans. Um, Ten had a big day. Uh, with 11 catches for almost 200 yards. And uh, I'm not sure I've seen a defensive uh, lineman take over like Chris Jones did that second half. I mean, he was possessed there and just an um, unreal uh, job he did. <clears throat> and then um, um, getting um, Hilaire uh, the ball more and, <clears throat> you know, the second half I thought was important. So, you know, again, Clyde, I thought, did it. Did how many yards did he have after contact? I mean, that was, uh, he was running hard and aggressive. But Juan had a big play then. That pass breakup right at the end there. I mean, it was a heck of a job. And then Hughes with the, with the interception. I mean, welcome to Kansas City, right? I mean, that was a, <clears throat> that was a beautiful thing for him. Our punk coverage with 88 and 26. I mean, they, I mean, those guys were just all over the place on our coverage team. So. And then Kels, Kels had uh, 70, almost 80 yards there, so on six catches, but did a nice job. We banked on him on some big, big plays there, both he and, and um, Tyreek. So all in all, a good day. Spags put together a nice game plan. Came in, made a couple tweaks at, at, for the second half, and and um, he, with the with the run game part of it, you know, feeding, wanting to feed 25 and get him going. I mean, let's, you know. And I thought that that made a big difference. And then I thought Tobe had a, had a had a nice package of things in for our special teams. Field position ended up being important for us down the stretch. But that time's yours. Did you feel like early they went to fourth down and they got they looked for two? Did you feel like you were going to get one of those games where they were going to kind of pull out all the stops? Yeah, they're one of the lead teams in the this year with fourth down. So and we normally do that thing. I chose on the fourth and two to to kick it, but. Um, you know, I, I just thought at that time we we need to do that right there. You know, so uh, but they they've uh, you know that it, I mean you know how the games are going to be. I mean they they were they were measuring uh, us against them, and we, we, we were kind of doing the same. I mean you don't know this first game, so we knew they were a good football team, and you know, our guys uh, you know really 
press through. Okay, so there was a lot to like, according to Andy Reid, and, and there was a lot to like. Uh, we will talk about some of those and some of the things not to like about this. But before we do, um, we do have some audio from Patrick Mahomes. I believe it's on the Tyreek Hill play. So let's hear from Patrick Mahomes. He's a little dude, but he goes and catches it, and he's, he's pretty fast. So uh, usually good things happen. Is that always, always yeah, I think it's uh, it's that he's really good at adjusting to the ball. I mean, he's world class. If if not his speed, that's probably the best thing that he that he's that he does is adjusting when the ball's in the air. And then I think it's kind of that thing where if he gets past you, it's kind of like you're you're trying to get there with everything you have. So the DB was running as hard as he could because if I threw a good ball, he probably would have ran thrown over the top. And he uh, was able to adjust and make a play. Uh, first of all, Herbie, I noticed on that clip. The, the the stats for Mahomes, uh, 27 to 36, 337 yards and three touchdowns. There are some additional Patrick Mahomes stats for September, are there not? Oh, yeah. He's now 11 and 0 <laughs> uh, since becoming the starter uh, for the Chiefs. You know, and I, I believe he also broke uh, Kurt Warner's record uh, for, for yards passing for his first, what, three, four seasons as a starter. Yeah, Mahomes is. Mahomes is special. I, I mean, what, what more can you say? I mean, we're up in the press box, and he, he rolled right and threw that that bomb to Tyreek Hill, and I, I just said, wow. That's all I could say was just wow. And I think you heard other people in the press box saying the same thing. But, you know, with Mahomes, you're just never out of the game. Hey, uh, Blair, can I – I just want to say one thing real quick. We've gotten so used to Mahomes doing Mahomes things that I think Andy Reid listed – something like 17 people between jersey numbers and names and did not mention Mahomes in that opening burst. <laughs> I just thought that was kind of kind of interesting state of the union. Uh, so maybe uh, maybe they'll uh, they'll get on the same page this week. Uh, there are some additional Pat Patrick Mahomes September stats. I believe now uh, in the month of September in the last you know three plus seasons, 35 touchdown passes, no interceptions. Now, you just say, look, September wonder, what, what can he do the rest of the year? Well, he does some pretty good things the rest of the year as well. But um, what is it about, Sam, what is it about Patrick Mahomes in, in, in an Andy Reid offense at the beginning of the season? I can think back of opening games like uh, – uh, Jacksonville a couple of years ago where, he, you know, just that was the Sammy Watkins game and heck Mahomes first game uh, as a, as a, as a regular, as a full-time starter, four touchdown passes against the, the Chargers out of the soccer stadium. So uh, Melly, what is it about, what is it about Patrick Mahomes and, and, uh, and the Andy Reid offense early in the season? Yeah. I mean, you mentioned it, so I'm just going to like sort of verbally underline it here, but he's good in any month, you know, and on any planet, you know, and including the one he's from. Right. Uh, but I also think that I, I'd be curious and I don't know this, um, but I'd be curious to see what Alex Smith's numbers were in September um, to see if he was sort of statistically superior in, in that month uh, compared to the others. Cause I think there's a, a big part of this is just Andy. Um, I mean, that guy is insane with sort of what he does in the off season. There's always something new. You know, I say this a million times. Like he, he never does something just because that's the way he did it last year. And I think there's always, and we had, I don't think we really saw it today, but there's always something, you know, remember um, 
the one year they opened in New England and he was sending running backs down the seam on the on the deep passes. And, you know, there, there's always some new little thing that the Chiefs do in September that everybody else is sort of copying immediately. What, what was that route that they, they did it in Denver, the game that he got hurt, actually, where, you know, the, the receiver comes across the middle and then up the sideline. And that's when they hit him, sort of isolate a linebacker. There's always like these little wrinkles um and and you never know what they're going to be and i think that gives uh the chiefs uh, a pretty significant advantage early on as well may i say something real quick you know there are some new wrinkles but the one wrinkle i think they need to get rid of when they're inside the five yard line is an underline an underhand pass to mike remmers <laughs> you know trying to sneak that in get, get rid of that one just get rid of that one i, I love the blake bell sneak though that was awesome I counted three kind of gimmicky plays for the Chiefs, and we thought with the new offensive line, maybe we had seen the end or at least a great reduction in the gimmick plays. The only one that worked was the Blake Bell in motion and then you know, lining up under Creed Humphrey to take the snap to go two yards for the first down. I don't know how I feel about it, but well, how about the offensive line in general? What's the, that was obviously a big, big point of uh, conversation going into the season and certainly this week before the game, how do we, Sam McDowell, are we, uh, how do we feel about the offensive line? I think probably mixed. Um, you know, I thought they had a tough assignment out of the gate playing against Jadavion Clowney and Miles Garrett and, um, you know, Malik McDowell. I mean, they, 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 had, they had a really tough assignment today for, for three rookies. Um, Orlando Brown, we saw got beat a couple of times. By the same move, we saw him get beat in training camp when Herbie and I are out there watching one-on-ones, and Herbie's doing army crawls to try and get video of the one-on-ones. Um, or Orlando Brown got beat on the speed rush, and that's the that's the rush that Miles Garrett beat him on twice today. Uh, but Miles Garrett is Miles Garrett. He, he led the league in sacks last year. I mean, he's a defensive player of the year candidate. He's a really tough assignment, like I said. Um, so I, I don't know how much you can take away from from getting beat. By, by a couple of the guys that the Browns had today. But, you know, I, I did think there were there were some bright spots, but, you know, Trey Smith pancaked a guy on, on Mahomes' run that is a hell of a highlight you need to go watch. Uh, but I, I think it's a mixed, mixed game, but, but week one of a new unit playing together, I, I think it's as good as could be expected. I do think it matters that they called – like we can laugh about that Rimmers play, but I think it, it matters that they had first and goal from the three and decided to do that. I think that's, you know, one, one thing Therese always used to say, right, is like Andy Reid will never tell you in a press conference what he's thinking, but he'll tell you everything you need to know by what what happens, you know, during training camp and the stuff that we can see. And and I think that that, that matters. I, if if you don't think you can get – just run it three times, you know, with this new offensive line, I just uh, – I'm, I'm going to remember that, you know, uh, just going forward. I think that's a statement of, of where they think they are right now. Also interested in, by the same token, the fact that, of the, the personnel that they were using. Uh, you know, we didn't see a whole lot of Daryl Williams and, and Jarek McKinnon particularly today. I only saw Jarek McKinnon on the, on the field for one snap. I don't know whether that was the only time he was on the field, but I think Daryl Williams ended up with just one or two carries. Um, they tried to get Clyde Edwards-Hilaire going. I think it is a, a point of emphasis. We heard Eric the enemy accidentally say it two weeks ago that they were going to run the ball more and then tried to correct himself and say, oh, well, I meant more effectively. Um, Andy Reid credited Eric Bieniemy with with running the ball. Uh, it, you know, sort of implicated that it was his idea to try and get Clyde Edwards-Hilaire going. Uh, we, us in the press box, you know, um, I hate to sound so cliche. I'd love to watch the tape. 
But Clyde edwards Solaire, I thought, missed a couple of holes. Blair, you and I talked about that on a couple mm-hmm. of plays we saw. So um, I, I didn't – I, again, think that the running game is a bit of a concern that it was not more effective today, particularly with the way the Browns were trying to defend them in the back end. You know, yeah, the only- and it was also – well, Andy brought up a couple different times, Sam, just about like it was really good to see Clyde get going, really good to see, you know, establish. He, he brought that up like two or three times to the point where I was like, did I miss something? Like, am I just dead? And I looked yeah. at the stats. No, he had 14 carries for 43 yards. They averaged, yeah. I think, 3.2 yards per, per rush as a team. Um, I just that, that was interesting to me as well, like kind of the disconnect between, um, you know, what he said post game and, and, and what we saw in the field. Yeah, I, I agree with all that you guys are saying. And, and the number, I think Blair pointed this out. I hadn't thought of it till he said it uh, at around halftime. But the longest run the Chiefs had in the first half was was Patrick going five yards. Yeah. And, you know, 14 for 43 out of your – your uh, what was the expression Tyler Beatty used the other day, Blair? Your your your, your horse bell, your, your cow, your, 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 uh, your work cow. Yeah. Um, but at, at, out of him, they they need more and better. But 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 to Sam McDowell's point, I mean, you have to call it mixed when you're getting 33 points against this defense. Um, that seems like uh, that's pretty good for a, a, a an offensive line that's still very much part of all the other things that happened. Yeah, Brian says uh, that he thought Clyde should have been more of a cutback runner. That's one of the great advantages that we have being as close to the clouds as we are where we sit is we can see the the holes that open up almost as if you're on top of like a drone view of the stadium <laughs> from from where we sit. Uh, Larry, you are the you are the ever optimist finding a silver lining of the view that we have of the field. <laughs> that is so your personality to pull out a positive from the view that we're sitting watching. <laughs> uh, Barbara said the tight end sneak was new absolutely had not seen that. That was interesting. Um, I wonder if there's going to be a, a pass at some point because you can't have that tight end sneak. Like the next time Blake Bell comes under center, everyone's going to be expecting the sneak, right? So I'm wondering if there's more to that package than the play we saw today. Paul uh, asked us to rate the performance of the lines. We talked about the offensive line. How about the defensive line? This is a defense that gave up 318 yards in the first half, 457 for the game. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Blair. We have a special subscription offer for Sportsbeat KC listeners, unlimited digital access to the Kansas City Stars award-winning sports coverage. Sign up now for one year of Sports Pass for access to all the sports news, features, and columns presented on the KansasCity.com site, and it's only $30. That's a 40% savings off our regular rate. Your subscription will automatically renew after the initial term at 50 bucks, unless you tell us to cancel. Your subscription helps support the sports coverage of KansasCity.com and the Kansas City Star, and that support has never been more important. 
please visit kansascity.com slash offer to get this special offer. And as always, thanks for listening. And we're back. Okay. <laughs> All right, Herbie, what, what about the defense in front of this? Uh, what kind of game do these guys have? I will tell you this, because I know like you and I, you know, we sit next to each other in the press box, and we both noticed in the first half, they were getting hardly any pressure on the Browns. And, you know, that's how Baker Mayfield was, was able to have his good game. I think with their first two drives, 150 yards, you know, they were able to convert two fourth downs on consecutive drives. And a lot of that had to do with their ability to, to command the front line and in the trenches. And, you know, the Browns have a good – offensive line they returned 11 of their starters on the offense so i mean they're they had that chemistry they had that foundation but uh kind of like the offensive line i'm I'm gonna use the word that sam said it's a mixed bag because you know that first half half, it it didn't really do anything to really impress me but then chris jones emerged uh in that second half and took over uh so you know they had some good and they had some bad obviously they played without frank clark but yeah, it was, it was kind of like, what, what are they doing out there? Because uh, they looked lost in that first that first half. Yep. Hey, um, Sam McDowell, Andrew asks, how much better can this defense be with uh, with Tyron Matthew, Frank Clark, and Willie Gay? I think considerably better. I, I think of, of those three, we talked about it. Tyron Matthew, I think, would have made a big difference tonight. Yeah, I thought Tyron Matthew and Willie Gay specifically because when we looked at the halftime stats, I mean, it was the – it was the – running backs and uh, the tight ends who were tearing them up. Even in the passing game, the running backs were having big days just just at halftime. Um, you know, and the wide receiver other than Schwartz, you know, Jarvis Landry got held to one catch in that first half and when the Browns had 9.9 yards per play. So um, I, I thought Willie Gay, I mean, that's the biggest improvement that, that we saw him make at training camp was how he was winning coverage. And that's the piece I thought they really missed today. Uh, Tyron Matthew, I mean, that's self-explanatory. I mean, we know what he can do, but I, I just think it's under the radar the fact that they're missing Willie Gates, and I think he would have done wonders for their past defense. You guys agree that uh, uh, Willie Gay's the guy? I, you know, I know he only played the one preseason game, but he looked he looked fast, he looked ready to go, and he, and and with the turf toe, he's gone for uh, the next, at least the next couple of weeks. He's the guy I really want to see play on this defense. And but but we did get to see um, Nick Bolton and. Herbie, is that right? Did Nick Bolton lead the team in tackles tonight? Yeah. He tied up uh, for the most tackles with two other players, seven tackles. He also had that tackle for a loss. Uh, we'll probably talk to him Wednesday, though. You know, so We'll get his reaction on how he, he felt, how he played. And I know like, we asked Chris Jones after the game how his thoughts on how Bolton played. And he said, hey, he was flying, he was flying around. So uh, Bolton did have a good game. Okay. Hey, I know we're having some connection problems, so we will uh, we'll wrap it up here. I really appreciate everybody sticking with us and um, uh, and your questions and comments. A lot of great ones tonight. So thank you very much for that. Let's let's go with some final thoughts. We'll start with um, uh, with Vahe. Anything you see tonight that um, they should uh, th- that worries you about this team's I don't know place in the AFC or um, you know, next week at Baltimore. <laughs> Excuse me. I know. I, I'm a little, a little proclaimed myself, uh, hey. <laughs> Yeah, I'm a little proclaimed. Um No, you know, I, I just think we need to remember that um, they've got a – it's a little thorny in the early going with their schedule. 
They had some X factors today with the, the defense that was a little rudderless without Tyron at first and obviously missing Frank and probably Willie Gay too. And uh, an offensive line playing his first game. I, I think that there are going to be some, some uh, moments that, that I think we're going to see a loss or two here early. I still think we will, but I think that when you have a game like this, where you demonstrably got better in the second half after a really a, a pretty dire first half, and you made the other team feel like it's inevitable you're going to win. I think that's a that's a pretty good testimony to where this this team is. What do you think, Billy? Yeah, I mean, um, I think that this team can be beaten and not fluky beaten. You know, can just be beaten. But I think, uh, and I think the Browns are a team that can do that. Um, and we sure saw a lot of that today. But I think it also just shows how hard it is to beat this team. That you, you have to do everything right and you have to keep doing everything right. And, and you, have to, you have to get a little bit lucky too. And it's just this group, they, they must be the most infuriating team to play against, you know, because, because of that. And it's just, you know, that one false step and <laughs> Mahomes is throwing deep to Tyreek and it's going to be 14 seconds later. And he's like literally walking into the end zone. It just must be absolutely infuriating uh, to play this team. They are flawed enough, like and all NFL teams are. Um, they'll lose, but God, it's going to take a hell of an effort uh, to beat them down. I think we can see that. Yeah, I thought for three and a half quarters, we were looking at what would it have been the first back to back losses in Mahomes' career if they had lost today? Um, I can't remember, but uh, might have been. Might have been. Um, look, uh, so many questions. We, we couldn't get to all of them. We'll try to do that on Thursday when we come back at you at 9 30 a.m. on Thursday for our, our next uh, Sports Beat Live Talking Chiefs with you. We also talk Royals, 10 a.m. on Tuesday. Um, join us for that as well. So for Kirby Vahe, Sam McDowell, Sam Mellinger, and our producer, Beth Welsh, thanks for joining us, and we'll talk again on Thursday. That'll do it for today. Thanks to our Sportsbeat KC production staff of Beth Welsh, Monty Davis, Jeff Rosen, Chris Fickett, and Savannah Smith. Tip of the cap to Herbie Teope, Sam McDowell, Vahe Gregorian, and Sam Mellinger for Talking Chiefs. Links to stories about the Chiefs' victory over the Browns on Sunday can be found in the show notes and on KansasCity.com. Hey, got another deal for you. You can subscribe to Sports Pass for 99 cents a month. That's right, 99 pennies a month. Sports Pass is the online version of the Star Sports section. You get all the stories that appear in the print editions of the Star, plus additional stories that appear only on the website. And of course, they're posted first on KansasCity.com. After three months, it auto-renews at $5.99 a month, unless you cancel. How do you get it? You go to KansasCity.com slash SportsPass2020. That's KansasCity.com slash SportsPass2020. But I got to tell you, I'm burying the lead here. Um, The real news is the Star's new e-edition. It's a replica of the printed newspaper on your screen that comes with your digital subscription. And now there's an updated sports section produced separately that goes along with it. When you open the e-edition, there's a box in the upper right-hand corner. You click on that and you can access a sports page that includes all the late afternoon and evening news 
today's section is 35 pages full of Chiefs and NFL coverage, as well as the Royals, Major League Baseball, U.S. Open Tennis, everything. It's incredible. Listen, however you get the star, I want to thank you because you're supporting the best sports and news coverage in Kansas City and helping us produce programs like Sports KC. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back on Tuesday with another episode.